Welcome back to the Kyle Beats Podcast. If you don't know by now, I just put out a free drum kit. It is called Andromeda, and it is absolutely free. Probably one of my best drum kits of all time. I've gotten so many good reviews from you guys, and if you haven't checked it out yet, just go to andromeda.kylebeats.com and go download it. The link is in the description of this podcast wherever you're listening to it. So right now, I am in sunny, sunny California. Um, I happen to do a podcast with the one and only Curtis King. I had him as a guest on my podcast and I wanted to post the podcast I did for him on here. It's the first podcast I have ever done that wasn't my own. So it's really good. You guys can hear a little bit more maybe of my story or whatever. Um, But yeah, go download Andromeda. It's free. Link in the description. And let's get into this episode of the Curtis King podcast that I was a guest on right now. You are listening to the Curtis King podcast. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Curtis King Podcast. Uh, Depending on where you are listening, I want to say thank you for listening today, and please make sure that you go ahead and subscribe if you're on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Uh, You may notice if you're watching the video or maybe if you read the title of the damn podcast that we are joined by a special guest, our first guest for the second season of the Curtis King Podcast, and I'm honored to be in this gentleman's presence uh, and the whole situation in itself, shout out to Starbucks, is a little bit uh, uh, unexpected, but nonetheless, here we are. Kyle Beats, man. What up? What's up, man? How you doing? This is weird. It's my first podcast. It's, 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 you told me that earlier, and it's just really hard to, to believe, man, because your imprint is undeniable, especially because my introduction to you, obviously, was through YouTube, like many of us out here, and... um. You know, you at first you were just like that thumbnail that always popped up, <laughs> yeah. right? You know, I know you probably have an experience with somebody where you maybe haven't consumed the videos, but you're just like, damn, there goes that same guy again. It's yeah. almost like you feel like you are a part of the subscribers because you've seen the face and you have like a very distinct way that you lay out your thumbnails. But there, I forget which was the first video, but I actually consumed the video and I started realizing like there were certain things that I just loved about the layout, the cinematic aspect to your beat videos. You made everybody else's beat videos seem like we were shooting on iPhone 2s, man. That was just fucking, (laughs) yeah, that was just something I knew that I, like, had to offer was just good videos. Right. So, I don't know. So, so walk us through that. I mean, um, you know, for those that don't know, Kyle Beastman is is a huge name, especially within the producer community. And, uh, He's somebody that has contributed so much value to the producer community, somebody that has uh, created so many videos that I know a lot of you guys reference to me when you when it, it's funny when they, when they, when they want to correct me. They say, have you watched this Kyle's video? Maybe you can learn something from this Curtis. And I say, well, OK, they say thank the you. same thing to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Internet for you. But t- walk us through that, man. Take us take us through a little bit of your origin story. What made you go that direction in terms of YouTube? I think, dude. Like, honestly, I've I've just been trying to, I've just been trying to make videos for so long. I just loved, I just always loved making videos of just random shit and throwing it on YouTube. Right. I was editing like soccer videos and Cristiano Ronaldo videos, and just like back back in like two thousand eight wow. or something. That's how I first learned video editing, like 
on um, what were you using by the way like windows movie maker oh my goodness and oh then my. <laughs> i found sony vegas and i started like i what i would do is download the trial of sony vegas uh-huh. and this is back when like this is 2008 like everything could be pirated and it just didn't even matter almost. right like you could just download things on freaking <laughs> facebook that like the yes. pirated links like shout it out to bear share and all those good folks <laughs> yeah, out there it man. didn't even matter <laughs> but then I'm trying to think of how the whole process went. I just, I just always loved doing that stuff. And then when I figured out how to make beats, I was like, "Oh, sick! This is the perfect thing to film." Right? Like, is making beats because I was filming myself juggling. I was filming this, and then um, because I always loved music too, and I thought for the for the longest time, I thought I loved just making videos. But what I loved is the reason I started editing videos is because. I liked something else. Like I liked soccer. Mm-hmm. I liked some other thing. And then I would find a really dope song on like LimeWire at the time when right. I first started editing. <laughs> some like Lil Wayne song or something. And I really loved the song. Okay. So I would want to clip up the whatever video it was to match the song. Ah. Um, that's what I realized like not e- like a couple of years ago I realized that. Yeah. Because um, when you start analyzing and people start asking you questions and you start talking on podcasts for hours on my own podcast, mm-hmm. like you start realizing like what the actual reason was. Right. Because um, I think I realized that because I quit at everything else. Like I've tried what, so many different things. What was everything else for you at that time? From like high school until now, mm-hmm. which is like I graduated 2010 in high school. Um I was just trying like just to like make a living doing something on the internet Mm. Um, because even back then like there's people doing YouTube back then still even all the way back in 2010 and I just knew I could do something and I don't know everything always had like some sort of quitting point like I was trying to make websites whatever was fucking hot at the time I was trying to do whatever was hot at the time whether it was websites and I, I didn't get into making beats until like 2012 2012 or like 2013 oh, okay. like i was like 19 when i first made my first beat that was your first beat and i was 19. 20 when i got fl studio Yikes, so like that's crazy yeah and i'm 27 now so like i was kind of old for like nowadays right to, to start making beats we're when all I was fucking old 20. now for what is nowadays yeah. at 13 <laughs> i had no idea about what a funnel could even yeah. be and i got 13 year olds asking me can i check their funnel out and make yeah, sure c- c- <laughs> <they're>... <laughs> it's a different world it wasn't even like there was, like i got i had like a uh, a keyboard like this like right a, just like a keyboard that played music out of it so you could just press power and you know play the piano okay and that's how i learned how to play like the, the casio type of situation yeah exactly okay. i think it was a casio actually and then I knew it was a MIDI cube keyboard. I don't know what mm-hmm. MIDI was. Mm-hmm. So then I probably Googled it a couple times and then just didn't figure out. I couldn't, I knew how to plug it in at a USB. I found out how to get a USB for it, plugged it in. And I was like, now what? Right. Like, what do I, what do I open up now to, to make this, make music? I just want to make beats and make music. And I just didn't know about FL Studio and just, I don't know. That was it. It just so ended there. At 19, that was your first even, uh, I guess, internal conversation about yeah, maybe just, music is something I a, that I want to do. I had a Mac. No, not even close. I had a Mac, okay. and um, started making random beats in college. Mm-hmm. And then actually, I couldn't figure out how to get like Logic or anything. There's no demos, no trial. Right. <laughs> and um, I knew GarageBand. Just I don't know. It just it just didn't seem like it was good enough. 
Um, I to felt ma- the same way. I felt a little bit like it was a little bit too easy. Yeah, because yeah, I, I had together for I had access to it, but I just didn't feel like it was good enough. Like, yeah, I was looking on YouTube and stuff at people like making beats, and I knew they had FL Studio. That was the one I wanted, but you couldn't get it for Mac at the time. Uh, and then I uh, actually my whole apartment <laughs> got robbed in college. Wait, what? Yeah, so I was in college, just like doing the whole college thing. Yeah, and like one morning i came home and my whole apartment was just empty <laughs> it was <laughs> furniture all of this no just, just like all the good stuff like oh my, my xbox God. my is that my a, at a dorm or is this just no, i was in an apartment in college like right off campus yikes and then but that was what led to me getting um a pc my mom actually bought me like a 200 dollar wow. pc to do like schoolwork on because i was in right. college so i had right. to like do papers and stuff um and like you can't get a Mac, obviously, for two hundred dollars. No, so no, she no. bought me like a two hundred dollar <laughs> PC, just like the minimum specs. And thankfully, uh, FL Studio, you can run it. You don't. Obviously, I didn't have Omnisphere or anything. I didn't know sure. what that was. So I could, you can just run the the demo version of FL Studio. Right. And then I just messed around on that for so long. Um, just what, like. What do you think made it so? Cause I, cause I, you hear that story a lot, not get the getting robbed, obviously, <laughs> but um, you hear that story of, of producers who are looking for something that is, one, accessible, and two, something that is a easy transition to kind of the, the initial learning curve. What do you think it was for you that kind of drew you into FL Studio first? I think it's just like when you get on there and open the, what's the thing called? Like the pattern... Pattern blocks. With the kick, snare, hat. And yeah, or the, the channel, what is it? Just the, like the, the channel rack or Channel something. rack, yeah, the channel rack, yeah. Fucking, when you open, when you open, can I swear in here? Is that of a course. Thing? <laughs> yeah. No, no, we just didn't cop, cop of my ass. Yeah. No, go ahead, yeah. Um, <laughs> fucking the, the four kick, snare, hi-hat, clap. Yeah. Like you open that and all you have to do is click in the things and there. you can- you can make something and start understanding it like right away. Okay. And I think I actually took like a, I took a um, like random music something class. Okay. In Online high, or in, oh, high, in school. high school? Okay. I forgot about that. And they had like Pro Tools and stuff on it. Mm-hmm. And what, you could just open up instruments and record MIDI notes. And it's when I first started like learning how to play the piano a little bit. So okay. I learned that song, Apologize. It's too late oh, to man, apologize. That's a, that's a hell of a song to go in first on. That's that was like the first real like song yeah. where I, hey look I can play the piano. Type yeah, of it's thing. pretty complex. Yeah I, I yeah, I remember that. I remember specifically. I was in college. It's funny. I was in college at the time when that song came out, and I was like, man, maybe one day I can get drums that sound like that. <laughs> the, at least with the, you know the the Timbaland uh, yeah. uh, sound of that. But uh, that's amazing that that's what you decided to jump into. Uh, and but you're saying that that's part of what made it so accessible is the fact that. It was yeah. easy to kind of jump in and out. Yeah, I think it was just easy to pick it up. And because I think, I mean, because I knew how to play chords and stuff, mm-hmm. the drums, obviously, you can just figure it out by clicking them in. Mm-hmm. And then I would just I just find like sound. I, did, I didn't even know what plugins were. Like, you yeah. know, the add plugin at the top. I didn't even know about that tab. Oh, man. So I was like, how do I make <laughs> melodies and stuff? Because I've been playing the piano. I, I want to make a melody or something. Yeah. So I would download like sound fonts, which is just like one re- shots or whatever. sound fonts. Oh, yeah. man. I would I just download these sound fonts, yeah. put it in, and just play like four chords mm-hmm. um, or just play apologize. Literally, I would wow. just play the apologize things and put drums over it. And I was doing that for like so long because I just didn't think that this was possible at all. Like mm. I didn't think anything like this could uh, 
that I could survive off of doing any of this in Boston too. Like nobody's trying to do that. So I was like, I can't make money doing this. I might as well just keep trying these websites and, Mm. and like selling, you know, like selling, buying shoes from China and shit and trying to sell them. (laughs) Like, (laughs) yeah, I had like, I had like a friend who was always trying stuff with like, yo, we should buy these from, from China and sell them around campus or whatever. Like just like a fucking every day was like a new idea. And that's something I feel like, you know, this is only the second time that you and I have, have even had conversation. And, and that's something that I feel like after our first, when you have me as a guest on your podcast, um, you know, there's a lot that I started to gather from talking to you in that it seems like no matter what you decided to get into, you always brought the hustle aspect to it. Yeah. It's the only thing you can control. What do you mean when you say that? Like the amount of work you put into to something mm. is the only thing you can control. Like, I'll, I'll work on a video for weeks or something, or like, yeah. I don't even know. Like, you'll work on something for so long. Right. And then you put it out, and it's just, you can't control anything else. All you can control yeah. is like how much <laughs> time you put into it. And I don't know. Just, the, that's just like the, I don't know. It's like the only thing you can control. And I just right. love that, that, I don't know. I just, well, that, that's one thing that can't be denied, man, is your, is, is your consistency. Uh, you know, it, it's, it, it really feels like, when you think about YouTube in general, because that's my first introduction to you, when you think about YouTubers uh, in a space of production, there's a lot of folks that kind of came and went. Mm. They kind of had their time. And um, the ones that that tend to, to find success in at least that space first, and obviously a lot of that stuff is transferable to your other social medias and things like that are the ones who can stay consistent and just stay in front of people and, and keep their interest. And I got to say, man, just from an outsider point of view, it's been remarkable what you've been doing for so long. And even in terms of keeping your numbers up and uh, and not saying that's necessarily the focus, but the fact that you've been able to do that for so long and uh, you know, uh, YouTube viewers can be finicky sometimes. Yeah. You don't release another 808 slide video and all of a sudden they jump into somebody new and it's yeah. like, this is who I'm entertained by. And I never saw you have to do it going the clickbait route. Mm. And, and, and I wonder, I you know, times, probably. I mean, <laughs> we, we all have to get there as our own version of it. I guess you can say, I know I, I've definitely gone down there and pissed off a few producers going that route. <laughs> uh, but I see, it feels like just your overall brand has, has been such a such a chill presentation yeah. that it's almost like there's a difference between what I say, people who beg for attention and people who can't be ignored. Yeah. Well, I don't know if we were, I think we were talking about it right before this, or maybe we were, we were just talking about it on this podcast. We were talking mm-hmm. a lot before too. I just like the age thing too, how there's kids fucking that are, that are 18 and 20 and 21 and, and, or like 16, 15. I think that that just comes from not how old I am, but just like all the different fucking things that I tried mm-hmm. and got investments for companies. And I went on, I went on tours through my own like company that I was a part of. And then I went on tours as a fucking rapper's DJ and just hanging out with G easy right before he like had that song blow up, Yeah, but he was still popping. Like he was still selling out these big venues and just uh, going on tour with this dude, Mike stud who was selling out, the same amount of venues like 2000 people venues and I'm right. DJing and you kind of able I was able to see the the app investment world's version of a record deal okay because it was it was basically a record deal but for an app you know what uh, I mean that's what that's what a lot of these these kids that oh I have this the neck the uber for fucking pancakes or you know like yeah, the Gary yeah. shit he talks about and then 
some rich people in um fucking San Francisco oh. who are billionaires go fuck it we'll throw five hundred thousand dollars at it like who right. cares it's crumbs to them right it's like a it's like a game almost <laughs> it's like it's like when you bet on your uh like bet on a sport or something for them that's, that's exactly what that's a great analogy that's yeah, exactly that's, what it is that's what it is I think about this stuff a lot yeah and um fucking I feel like I was able to to like experience that aspect of it i was able to experience like the fame aspect of it mm-hmm. while not being famous just like uh, in the background so you're experiencing this before you're actually even hands yeah, on so, into this so i just know that like i don't care about just fucking blowing the fuck up or anything mm-hmm. like i don't care about getting this huge placement right i i care about slowly just building my brand right and the only way to have longevity is if you're authentic you know what i'm right, saying right. like you can't keep on some fucking it has to be about the daily grind of doing everything and it yeah. has to be authentic or else you can't scale it. Like I'm at the point now where I'm thinking about like 10 years mm. and, and thinking about that stuff. And obviously I'm enjoying this moment. I don't, I don't really care about 10 years from now, but right. like, I don't know. You're just, you kind of just realize that without, like if I was, if I figured out how to download FL studio when I was 12, mm. that fucking investment I would have got, wouldn't have been an investment for some random app. It mm. would have been a record deal. And I would have been salty as fuck on this podcast oh my goodness. talking about my stupid record deal. Right. And just like- and we've seen them. We've seen those folks that, that oh, go yeah. that route and, and I guess it kind of makes you think twice about the things that you thought you wanted at yeah. a certain age, right? Yeah. So yeah, I think just like all those experiences and just and just like now with all the resources with like podcasts and right. and things where you can learn from other people. You don't have to make the mistakes. You can kind of see what other people do and learn from them. So and, true. Um, yeah, I think with all that, that's just giving me just like the discipline, I guess, to just yeah. fucking continue to slowly build my fucking everything. So for for I'm sure there's a lot of listeners and a lot of viewers right now that you know are listening to you talk about being able to be on tour, being able to be um, you know invested in and have these experiences that kind of they kind of mature you a lot faster mm. than what your age may be at the point in time because these experiences, you know, they, one, they humble you because you get to have your trials and triumphs, but then at the same time, you're surrounded by people who are, who winning is a default for them. Mm-hmm. For the listeners out there who might not have that environment or they feel like their community is not really pushing for them or they feel like it's not really, um, opportunities out there that exist that maybe that you have had uh what would you suggest to them in terms of a, a of establishing a solid foundation i would say try to do some like i just thought of this as you were saying that like a good way to do that to be to experience that stuff without jeopardizing your own like without blowing up a little bit and then signing to something or i don't even know it would just be to like do some free work for someone like this is, this is random, but like Aries or something came out of the mm-hmm. producer niche. He's doing these shows that are getting bigger and bigger. Okay. Like someone like that on that level would be like, yo, I'll do this for free. And you'll be able to see that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And then like, or someone like on, on internet money, like do something for free for them. So you can see like the industry side of things. They're really big into the industry. Right. And so you can see all that stuff without really, um, all right, I'm going to build up my brand to the point where these people notice me and want to sign me or or Aries wants to bring me on his tour. Like there's right. a lot of people that get stuck. I know you went on tours and stuff like that with MERS yeah. and everything. But and you're you're spot on cuz it didn't happen because I was I was begging and vying for their attention or for that opportunity. It it it, it, it it's almost like 
I heard the saying from Tony Robbins that um, those who stubbornly push against the ceiling eventually find out the ceiling will open up for them. Mm. Um, it's not verbatim, but that's that was something I took to heart because it was like the opportunities that have come to me weren't because I was running after them. It was because I was running at such a pace that people who recognize what that pace means and recognize your trajectory, maybe even more so than I did, um, they see the potential and they say, I need somebody like that around. Mm. Uh, and it's funny that you brought that up in terms of, you know, uh, the advice to to any young producer, even producers in general that are trying to figure out how to kind of get their foot in the door. Um, one thing that you you said that I think is, uh, I hope people didn't sleep on is the fact that uh, there's a lot of producers who don't come with, I want to, I can offer you this value. And I think that there's something that's valuable to you. Mm. And I'm sure you get this a lot where you get a producer that comes to you and says, uh, man, I love what you do. You inspired me so crazy. Uh, let me know what I can do to help you. Yeah. And what they don't realize is that you have to have something for them with that. And then you're asking you to now think of something for them yeah. to do. And it's like, you're now taking time away instead of giving the value that your intention was based behind. Yeah. I mean, what I used to do, cause, cause, I started getting into this, uh, what we were talking about before, like I was, I got to the point where I really loved doing videos and I was making some beats. They're fucking trash. I was trying to make the beat making videos I'm making today, yeah. but like they just weren't, I don't know, they just weren't good. And I was like, there was no niche like there is now. Like mm -hmm. there was like Hit Boy and freaking Ryan Leslie and like famous the people only were beat making videos. That's crazy. They were yeah. the only beat videos for a long time. Yeah. And like, and like Scott Storch and like a few other people, but I was like, I don't know. I'm not fucking famous. Like, why am I doing these? Uh, so I started, and I and I needed to make money. So I started doing music videos for people, and like a way in for me to certain events or certain things, uh, or like certain things with artists. That's how I even got on tour. Was mm -hmm. I was like to my friend Cam, I, he was going on tour, mm -hmm. and I was like, hey, if you need someone to film and make Instagram videos or stuff for you, I can do that. Dope. And I have this Dope. fucking. The camera, I invested in a, a decent camera. It was like a $2,000 camera, like okay. a Canon 60, which at the time, like, for the standard was pretty much up to the standard with, like, the rappers, fucking cameras and shit. Right. Um, so I, like, was able to offer that to him. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, that, that was, like, a, that's, like, a way in for everything, especially now, dude. Like, everybody needs content. Yeah. Like, if you learn how to use a camera oh my goodness. and you're a producer, not only – are you going to help out your own brand? We know how to use cameras and look, oh, it's helping out our brand. Right. But like you can just help anyone. It doesn't even matter who it is. Like I could already have a videographer and say I was doing tours or something and I was in a city mm -hmm. where my videographer couldn't make it. You can still help that person. Like Absolutely. everyone needs that shit all the time. And, and, and you know, that's, you're reminding me of how the, the staff that I have now is, is folks that, went that extra mile and did the research and made it personalized research. Because mm. you'll get people who approach you and you can tell they're sending the same spiel to 20 other influential producers, mm -hmm. hoping that one of them kind of bites And they the, leave you tagged in the CC. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the worst. Those are the worst. Where they, where they don't even take the, the time to even hit you with your name or they hit me with a Curtis 1S. Man, Curtis 1S, you such an inspiration. I'm like, can I get the other S though? Uh, but you get folks who who... They give these canned responses, but then you get those people every once in a while that I uh, like, you know, uh, uh, besides Ray here, you know, I work with another videographer uh, named Jay Anime, and I was looking for somebody to create micro content for me instead of him saying, hey, here's my demo reel. 
he just started making micro content specifically for my Instagram, mm. which is what, what was one of the, the things I was looking for. I put up a flyer and I'm like, this gets you already ahead of the competition yeah. because everybody else is like, here's a link, go check this out, which is not a bad thing, but they're asking for me to take extra steps yeah. when the whole reason I'm inquiring about people working is because I'm already busy as hell. Mm. So him doing that was almost showing me a, a preview of this, what it would be like if I was a part of your staff. Yeah. I'm just going to work, and if it doesn't work, you let me know and I'll go change it. So uh, very valuable skill sets to have, man. What is it that you enjoy most? Because obviously it's probably shifted over the years, but what is it that you enjoy the most as of today about creating music? About music or just like everything? Uh, about music. Music specifically, and we'll go to everything after that. But but in terms of creating because, I mean, it's so easy now because of all the business that is attached to what we're doing to forget about, like, no matter how crazy the business end gets, no matter how crazy the demands are, this thing that I'm doing, whether it's, you know, uh, uh, the joy of, of finding the right core progression, the, the you know, just wh- what is it now that still excites? I guess a better question is what is it that still excites you I th- about? I music? think, well, I think the thing that everything is built around is just like is is music it's the thing i didn't like give up on mm-hmm. and i'm trying to think about how i want to say this because i say this all the fucking time like right. it has to be around music like i quit i quit everything else but like the thing that the thing that feeds everything for me is mm-hmm. when nobody's say this is my studio or i was in my studio nobody's here i make some fucking loop and it loops perfectly it's like right. you make the first melody you make the second melody, it's coming out really good. You make some drums or whatever, mm-hmm. and then you just sit in your room with your coffee yeah. in the morning, and you sit and listen to that loop for fucking 30 minutes. Oh, man, the best. That that <laughs> that feeling is what is what creates everything else. Yeah. And, like, I was thinking about it a lot, like, lately. It's just, like, I need, I need all the other things around it. Not even just business, but just, like, the other creating things off of it, like my videos right. and the thing. But... It all like the nucleus is that fucking loop. It's not even the yeah. beat for me. It's just like, well, it is. I guess that the is sensation the sensation of beat. that alone. But just that, that's just the meat and yeah, potatoes. Just, just being in the studio and just making something that loops over and over that you just created. Yeah, that nobody else has fucking heard before besides you. Oh man, and you're just like, damn, this is this is it. It's hypnotic. Like, you, you know when you know, right? Yeah, it's like it's almost <laughs> like you're. It's almost like you're uh, out in the middle of the fucking. I've never used this analogy. <laughs> it's almost like you're out in the middle of like the desert or something. Okay. You you can hear a pin drop. Nobody's around. You're miles and miles away from everyone, and you dig. You you hit like a brick of gold, uh, and you go, "Oh my god!" This and nobody is gold. knows about it. And yeah. I'm the only one that. Yes. I'm the only one here. It's a great, see, I'm, we got to rewind. That sounds like <laughs> clip that. Clip that, uh, 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 Ray. That that's right. There. That's called IG content. Okay, uh, great. That's as exactly because I I think about that's what excites me. That's like that the excites thing right you because because to me I can think about some of my best moments musically have happened uh, when I was sampling early on because I started off as a sample based mm-hmm. producer. I found that one loop and it just you know how many times in the beginning you have an idea in your head but it never actually translates yeah. to what comes out. But then that one rare moment where you get that loop yeah. and the drums are like perfectly yeah. leveled and it's like, oh my God, I did something. Mm. I did a thing. And you just, I remember I had a beat. I just looped from about 1 a.m. to like 3 a.m. And I was just sitting like being 
being, I don't know if I was being emo or whatever I was being, but I was just sitting in a daze like, oh my God, I can't believe I did this. Uh, and luckily when I woke up, I didn't have that producer thing that happens when yeah. you hate it that's, in the morning. That, that's, what, <laughs> that's, what's drive, that's what's driven everything. Like I was making beats for like three or four years before I made a dollar off of it. Mm. Just like in my in my room, in my dorm room. And it wasn't for any purpose. Like it wasn't to give to anyone. It was just because I liked right. making them. And like I put a, put a few on YouTube um, just because I wanted other people to hear them. And I was posting right. them on my Facebook because I, I just wanted people to listen to them. Yeah. Um, that's why it's, it's crazy too to me how out of all the requests and every, the emails, the messages, the comments, the everything I got, mm -hmm. like I wish there was a way to just put them all in a folder and make a fucking bar graph or something <laughs> with like and categorize them somehow yeah but like what i see the number one thing like 90 percent of the requests i get mm -hmm. is like hey can you listen to my beats to my can music, you listen yeah. to my music how do you feel about that is it something that obviously you're a busy a good man because i've, I've yeah. done the same thing i think when you're at that point when you're creating music um especially if you don't have anyone like i didn't have anyone around me that that like really cared right you know what i'm saying like people will listen to it be like oh this is this sounds like something i hear on the radio you know <laughs> we've all heard that at least <laughs> yeah. not, right one or two times like oh you're, you're getting so good and you and never like, know what to trust yeah i remember there was some fucking uh just like at the time like edm was really getting big like okay. these djs started doing these big shows to like 20 um i don't know like 2011 or something 2012 mm -hmm. like it's when like all these djs that started was a good edm year yeah for sure they started really getting popping like that and um, I remember sending my remix or whatever. I did like an EDM remix and right. sent it to this dude who was just big on SoundCloud. Mm -hmm. Like he had like 70,000 SoundCloud subscribers. And he got back to me and I was hyped. Yeah. Like I was like, yo, listen to this. And, and he like criticized it. And I was like, no, nah, fuck that. This is sick. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what I hit you up about. And that, that, bro, that's the part that sometimes makes it so hard for me to give feedback. That's why I asked you that question. Because I get feedback sometimes. Or I get people who request feedback. Yeah. And then when I actually take the time, which is why I don't do it anymore. I, when I take the time to give it, you can tell when somebody's being really passive aggressive about the input. Like, like Cool. You know, are are like yeah. are like they're they are they are not even showing appreciation you listen. They just mad that you didn't give them the response that they wanted from somebody that they Fuck admire. It, I feel like that's a good thing. Cause like because yeah. like I don't know. It's it that will keep that will keep them going. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you're if you're that ignorant about it and I don't know, that that that's what's gonna keep you going. Cause like so many how many people fucking told us that like what are you making beat? What are you making music for? What are you making beats right. for? You can't survive off of that, or you can't make money off yeah. of that, or whatever. And now you got to get kicked in the ass. I think that's yeah. a, I think that's a necessity. You got to get kicked in the ass. You're going uh, to get kicked. Uh, you're in going the ass. to get. Yeah, whether you like it or not, you got to get kicked in the ass a few times, uh, more than a few times, to really put yourself in a place where the the outside noise just remains outside noise. Mm. Um, not to say you know feedback now doesn't affect you and I, but. Uh, I'm I'm sure that it just affects in a different way. It's a but, balance. It's a balance. You yeah. know, like you have to be ignorant to an extent to be like, nah, this is sick. I'm gonna keep doing. I I believe in this. I'm gonna right. keep fucking doing this. And at the same time, picking the right things to take out of it. Like, mm. well, this kick was kind of fucking whack. Let me change this kick. And right, you have to like. It's like a balance between. I don't know. Just all that shit is just a balance between the good and the bad. So, who would you say are the producers that you kind of came up admiring or even to a certain degree modeling your style after admiring would be like um scott storch ryan leslie 
um probably like kanye too just like the, any anyone who made videos like hip boy right i always i was just wa- i remember just i was working in the library at my school at my college okay this is right before i got fl studio and i was just i was supposed to be working i was just on the computer watching right. ryan leslie videos like i've watched some of those like <laughs> A hundred thousand times. Which one is your favorite? Which one is the one that that right now, if you were going to introduce it to somebody, mm. you're going to pull up a video. Which will be the first one? Because I could tell you right now which one I'm pulling up. It's that black suit with the uh, with the. I think he had a trumpet and some change oh, inside yeah. of a cup. That was one of the most. I've never seen somebody work that hard in a suit and not sweat. Yeah, there's a few good ones. <laughs> there's a few good ones. Shout out to Ryan Leslie, by the way, too. He, he's, yeah, uh, I just loved his. I was like, <laughs> the, the coolest thing in the world to me was that this dude can like come in in this. I couldn't really. I forget what car he was in. He was just in, in a nice car, sure, in a suit, and just driving through New York City, and just goes into a studio and he's just making beats, <laughs> and that's what he does. Like that was the coolest yeah. thing in the world for me. I remember too, my friend Cam. Um, who I was DJing for. I met him through this the app thing. And, okay. Um, I started DJing for him because I offered him to do videos. And then I went mm-hmm. on the tour. I was like, yo, can you DJ? But I remember I woke up in his apartment in Boston like after a tour once. Like okay. we come back to Boston, sleep for three days there, and then go home. Um, and I woke up one morning on his futon, and he would like get up at – I would. I used to sleep in way more mm-hmm. just because I sleep a lot. But like – he was up. Get. He already got his coffee. Came back. It was like nine a.m. I'm just just waking up, and I look over, and he's making beats on like Logic. Mm. And I'm just like, dude, it's like Tuesday right now. Yeah. This <laughs> this dude is wake. At the time, I was like completely broke, like yeah. hustling, trying to make money any way I could, just like creatively. And I woke up. And I looked over. And I was like, this dude is literally. This is progress for him right now. Right. He's making a loop. The like literally the the gold behind what I'm doing. Like he's sitting there making a loop to a beat. Yeah. And I'm like, this is like advancing his life. And I crazy. thought that was like the fucking craziest thing ever. It, 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 it's almost as if life kind of gives us hints uh, or, or yeah. previews of things to come. Because even you talking about uh, seeing people before they kind of had their rise in this industry or seeing people that uh, kind of gave you a hint of uh, what was possible, mm. kind of led you to different directions. Because now, you know, the amount of content that you put out is it's more likely that uh, those listening would know more about you than the videos you probably were inspired by coming yeah. up. They're probably going to look them up because it's you said It's kind of crazy, dude, to think about that, like the way, because I've always, like I love YouTube and I've followed so many people on there. Right. And just like feel like I know that fucking person. Yeah. Like, um, I remember watching this dude, Mike Studd's tour videos. Do you know who Mike Studd is? You heard of him? It sounds familiar. The name, name sounds familiar. Um. I remember watching his like tour videos. That's kind of what like really blew up his brand. It didn't okay. like blow him up, but it like really made it solidified his brand. Like right. everyone that was already listening was like, "Wow, I fucking love this dude." He was making videos of them just turning up on tour and just like right. with like, a bunch of their bros. <laughs> he used to play sports too. He was like okay. a college athlete, um, so I like related to that because I played college soccer. So it was a bunch of. It was like he was like more of an athlete than he was a rapper almost. Mm. So I like related to that where it was like an athlete that wanted to make music and he was just having fun with it. And it just, the way the videos were portrayed was just so fun. And it just, I was just like, I want to be with them doing this. And then I, yeah. I happened to fucking like three years later, I happened to go on tour with them. That's crazy. And do that stuff. Yeah. But like that, that like feeling of just like, I want to be 
with this dude like every day making videos like that's like what what i want to create almost like i right. just wanted to make it look so fucking cool to inspire people to like just want to do something similar or something and like I that think i think i know that you're doing that because as you're describing it I'm, and i'm looking at your excitement and describing that moment yeah <laughs> i've heard producers describe what you do in that like man if just one day i get to a point where like I can do a vlogging video of me looking at some houses and yeah. driving around in my car like like you do. Yeah. And 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 um and they'll use you as a reference. Like, man, one day, like, you know, I want to kind of do something more like how beats where it's kind of like casual and you know, he'll show the screen, but it's not like like once again, you're not begging for attention. It's just kind of like, this is what I'm doing, this is what yeah. I'm presenting. And if you decide to go along for the ride, dope. Yeah, I always just try to make it like um fucking, I don't even know. Like there's there's times where I really just when when the numbers were like going down and you see the red on YouTube sure, <laughs> and sure, you're like yeah. me and Gami were talking about it on a podcast and we were like that he he said the perfect analogy he's like that's when you just start swinging over the fences oh my gosh yeah <laughs> I've, I've definitely had some of the moments <laughs> but you can't do that you just have to be like all right what what do I want to create right now um and like what's going to be perfectly entertaining and like what's something that I want to go on and if I was to watch this channel that I would actually want to watch. Right. And like, I think that that's what I'm trying to make. And I feel like I'm not even there yet. Like where I want to create like video wise, like right. I'm not even close to where I'm, where I'm trying to get yet. Um, Which is amazing to, to, to hear that. Cause I, I, I know um, there's a lot of work that goes into the video work that you mm. do. Uh, so my question is then, because obviously you pull from so many different inspirations and so many different sources, what is it that inspires you? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you pull from? Because, I mean, obviously, you know, I think even certain things that you've done are not the norm for a lot of producers. One, showing your face on a regular basis yeah. is not the norm for a lot that of producers. Tough. That was tough. Really? First. Yeah. Interest, I mean, that's interesting to hear. Why, why, was that, <laughs> why was that a tough one? Dude, I'm like not, I feel like I'm not really that, I'm out, I'm outgoing with people that I know. Okay. Like once you get to know me, um, or I guess I used to be that way. Now I'm mm -hmm. not really that way anymore. I guess when I'm like Kyle beats, but like <laughs> when I first see someone, like if I'm if I'm if I see someone in an elevator, I always say this analogy. If I go into an elevator, like I'm just gonna stand there, right. not say a fucking word, and, and that's it. <laughs> but like once you talk to me and say something that jogs my interest, just open it's up. Over. Like I'm just I'm I'm just gonna rattle off for forever. But um. Yeah, I think at the beginning it was just really hard just because I think one of the big things is like obviously you care what people think. Sure. And then I think another big thing that stops a lot of creators in general on YouTube is just like, who am I talking to? You know what I'm saying? That's a big because one. Because they don't yeah. have subscribers, but it's just like eventually those videos are going to have thousands and thousands of views if you keep going. The most cringiest one is when you get somebody who's like, they've already labeled their audience yeah, it's like what's going on? What's going on there? A uh, 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 B gang, a uh, nation, and it's like two vi two views, and you're like, Ugh, like it's almost you understand it because they're already projecting like this is what it's going to be. I'm going to have this audience that I'm going to title. I'm going to have a strong brand. Yeah, but it's almost at a point where it looks a little bit delusional to a certain degree at some points. So yeah, it was tough. I mean, even if you go back, there's actually one from 2015 on my channel, like the very first video. And if you go back, you can see it's literally just my fucking hands, you know? Like oh, it's, wow. It's just my hands. I didn't want to put 
my face or talk. Like yeah. it just didn't make sense almost. Like you just want to do this thing where it's like, <laughs> so uh, welcome to the video. Right. <laughs> you know, like. And that's so crazy. That's why I asked you that. And no, I'm, I'm so surprised because so much of your content is you being really open about the things that are going on in your life. Yeah. Like I've seen you disclose a lot of things throughout uh, uh, the last year, bro. I just seen you just kind of let yourself go um, and, and let this, this, these parts of your life come out. It's a lot easier like that too. But I, and, and I feel like there's a certain level of transparency that you've become comfortable with that when unlocked, uh, you start to resonate on a level with your audience that mm. can't be disrupted. Yeah. Just a lot easier. It just comes back to just like being able to do these videos over and over like it, it drains you when you're not when you're like holding things back almost right. or like when you're like the reason why i make videos or like even fr right from the jump right from the start i was making vlogs mm -hmm. and people were like dude we don't want we don't care about your fucking breakfast or some shit That's you know so funny <laughs> we don't care about we don't care about this other shit let me see your fucking screen you know what i'm yeah. saying like but now especially people who have who have been watching for two years they skip through the fucking beat making parts to see that to I, see I me see them talking about drinking like, fucking coffee and stuff man. so like and i didn't <laughs> i didn't like i mean i guess i knew had that plan from the whole time but i just knew it's not scalable because like there's times when i when i make a video that's mm -hmm. like this is I, i'm making this just for fucking views basically yeah. i'm not passionate about it filming it's pretty fun because it's just like you're still making beats and sure. you're still Maybe you're teaching something like a tutorial or something like that, mm -hmm. which I don't really do a lot of. But um, when I'm, that's when I know is when I'm fucking editing the video. Mm -hmm. It takes me like seven times longer. I'm like, I'm just not passionate about this. Like, mm -hmm. I can make a 15 minute vlog that I'll edit in like two hours because I'm just like so excited about it. Yeah. But like, yeah. I procrastinate so much when it's something that I'm not passionate about. It, it seems like, and and this is what I learned from vlogging because it, that was a little bit more of a challenge for me mm -hmm. because. I don't mind being in front of the camera, but I think I am a little bit self-conscious about pulling pulling out, you know, my 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 my, my Panasonic GH5 and I'm inside of a restaurant and I got to get the yeah. right angle and I know in this culture people understand what you're doing, yeah. but it's still sometimes that awkwardness for me is a bit much and and I even have another part of me that's like I kind of just want to enjoy this moment. But um Yeah, that's the thing too yeah. is like what do you want to what do you want to like enjoy <laughs> and what do you want to document um, yeah <laughs> and sometimes sometimes i you almost have to i'm at a point now where i'm actually getting a lot better at it because i i used to on a day like today i would be or any day now actually because right. i think i made a decision to stop doing every other day um and part okay. of it was because my mom was getting more sick and i right. did i couldn't do that shit anymore but a part of it too was my channel started doing better right because i'd put more into the videos and every single video turned into like, not necessarily a vlog, like start to end, but more of just like a vloggy style. Right. Um, and I don't know. I think, and I just got a lot more comfortable with just bringing my camera to the car and, and just, right. just because I knew, I used to just, I used to not want to bring this big, the big ass camera I have right. like this. It's like <laughs> this big microphone on top and <laughs> I don't know. I used to want to bring my little G7X, which is like camera this big. That was gonna be my solution. Yeah. I was gonna get one of those. But so I, I bring, like, nah. I bring that, and I care about the video <laughs> quality and stuff too. Yeah. And I would 
go out to my car and film and whatever the next day i'd be editing it and just be like oh man i hate this quality like the, yeah the mic is done whatever so i got a lot more comfortable with that process of just going out filming and it becomes a lot more normal so you're not like overthinking it because at the beginning i would sit in my car for like 15 minutes and be like all right what am i gonna say right now you know yeah instead of just letting it kind of yeah flow so out, after man. a while you get to the point where you just start fucking yapping about whatever. I don't know. You're talking to the yapping kids. So yeah, exactly. I, I completely understand. And, and and that's something too, bro. Like, you know, uh, I we talked about it a little bit, and I don't want to, you know, talk about anything, if, especially because of how recent it is. But I, I have to say, bro, just listening to you, um, we talked on the podcast, and I know that, you know, uh, at the time your mom was was really fighting, uh, it was the cancer, mm. correct? And, and, you were kind of disclosing what your day looked like. Yeah. And people really had no fucking idea. No, nah, it's hard to know without, like only me and my sister will ever know kind of what, like what that was like. Right. But um, you were still putting out video content. Yeah. And it, there's been times where, you know, the Lakers are going a three game losing streak and I feel like putting out <laughs> content for a week. That ain't nothing compared yeah. to, you know, and, and I've experienced, obviously I'm making jokes in terms of yeah. that, but I've experienced things where, it becomes bigger than this aspect of your life. This is music. It's going to be there. This is life. This mm. is the foundation of who I am. And I've seen you consistently show up and not show up in a place where it's like you're doing this and the quality's dropping off. You're doing this and your numbers are increasing. You're still, to me at least, performing at an optimal level. Uh, what's behind? Like, how are you able to kind of uh, I pull. Yeah, I mean, my whole freaking, my whole career has been like that. Like, I want my since a since a thousands of subscribers. Right. Like the reason I started going harder on all this stuff was when my, my mom got cancer, and then I was like, fuck, I was dropping a beat making video every four months. I was selling beats. I was making like a thousand dollars a week just off of Instagram. But it was like, if I stopped messaging people, it would have just been gone the next month. Like wow. it wasn't anything with a brand or anything. Sure. Um, and then my mom got cancer. It was obviously fucking like, what the fuck can you do? It's right. fucking stage four brain cancer. Like most people wow. don't even go like 14 months. Like I was like, the only thing I can do right now that's going to help is like with all the, cause at the beginning, like, like when she had surgery and stuff, like all, like there was family that flew out. It was very new, you know what I'm saying? Right. Over time, me and my sister just took over because people couldn't handle it. People couldn't, people weren't organized enough to like, like a lot of shit just fucking crashes. Like people just sure. can't handle it. So me, my sister was a nurse and I was working from home. So we just handled everything. We handled the meds. Right. My sister knew how to do everything. And then um, at the beginning, there was a lot more time for me to work. Okay. So I was able to, I was, I started, I was like, fuck it, I'm putting out a video every day. Yeah. Every single day. Yeah. So then I started like, I think it was like, I started a series called Making a Beat and I was on, I put out the first four episodes in four months. Mm -hmm. And then when that happened, I put out the next four episodes four days in a row. And then Man. that fourth day was episode eight. If you can do that math, <laughs> the yeah. simple math. Episode eight was uh, this beat is insane, which has like two million views now. I remember that, and I was yeah. going to ask that you, was the thumbnail that you probably yeah, saw. Yeah, I was going to say that's the one that I feel like maybe perhaps was a tipping point for you. Yeah, that was the one that it got like thirty. My videos were like 
like two of them had like over a thousand views. Right. Um, and then that one just got like 15,000 within a week. And I got to mention this. This is so funny when I looked at it because I, I think you might have forgot to update either the subject or the comment that you pinned. But you were like, uh, let's see if we can get this yeah. video to like 5,000 <laughs> likes or something like that. And it's like 500,000. Well, <laughs> it, it, it was the description. And <laughs> the I didn't want to yeah. change the description. So I was like, I don't want to fuck up the algorithm or something. Uh, you know? Okay, so, okay. so I was like. So I did it in the comments where I would change my pinned comment, mm-hmm. but the description said, "Can we get? Let's get fifty likes that's on the video." So crazy bro. now it has like twenty thousand likes or something like that. And and, and I think that that's man. It, it there's a few things that I gotta I gotta break down and at least make sure that it, that they're highlighted for anybody out there that's listening. Um, one to to experience something like this on a personal level for with somebody that's so close to you is already working itself and is already. You know, it doesn't feel like work at the moment, maybe because it's who you it's you doing things for who you love. And I've been in that situation with grandparents. Uh, you just want to do the work and do what's necessary and make sure that you stay on top of your game. But to be on top of your game in that aspect and still show up on a consistent basis like you did, mm-hmm. it was only a matter of time. Yeah. And I think, too, just because I've been doing all these things for so long, mm-hmm. like I think what kept me doing it was I was like. What she had was terminal. So you knew right. that this eventually, um, within a certain amount of time, well, everyone is within a certain amount of time, but like it was slowly getting worse. Like it was stage four brain cancer, very serious. Right. It's basically like one of the worst ones I've seen, basically. Right, right. Um, so I was like, I'm not fucking like letting this go. Like yeah. I haven't had any fucking inch of success. Like, for my own self mm-hmm. this like for so long and i've been trying to do stuff since i was like 18 yeah and i was like i'm not letting this fucking go like yeah i'm not letting this opportunity who can die who can down stop that? who can who can stop that kind of momentum and, and that's yeah. why I, I tell like not even just producers but people in general stop making other people your competition because you know you have no idea what's driving them yeah and you have no idea what what their why is hmm um, and, and at this point, man, what, you know, obviously you just explained a little bit about that in terms of this is the one thing that you're like, I'm not letting this go. But beyond that, what is your why today for, for continuing to perform at such a high level? I just want to see, like, I think I just, um, I don't know. I think uh, freedom is such a big thing. Like, that's the reason why I do what I do. And that's, mm-hmm. that's also a big reason why I don't sign to anything. Like I don't do any sp- like sponsorships, I've done like two sponsorships my whole time, and I'm getting emails every single day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I have emails, I have inboxes in my email right now, like for five thousand dollars for for thirty seconds in a video, right? And I just don't want to do it. And like what? I'll take five grand. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. Like what, <laughs> what? What? I mean, if you if you don't mind disclosing it, what? Why? Why is that something that you you don't want to? kind of take advantage of I, it's just the freedom thing it's just mm. like it's just like my biggest thing is freedom so step one is being able to do whatever i want every day okay so it's having a financial thing for me but it also applies like at scale too you know mm. what i'm saying so it also applies when you think freedom i'm driving around la it's like well i want i want that house right but it's like you need to make a certain amount of money to get the house so it's like you want the freedom to be able to 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 get that house. You want to be a, you want the freedom. And it's not just money, but it's just just everything. And you want decision making. Yeah, it seems like another aspect of that. That that's a really big thing for me. And I think in order to 
maintain that freedom and get to the get to the top because i also want to do tours like ever since i felt the energy of that crowd right i was like dude i can impact a lot of people too like that's <laughs> that's a really big thing i think it's my own freedom to do what i want and go where i want right that's a that's a really big part of it and the other part of it is just like i have such a fucking weird passion for just like inspiring people yeah like, even like one-on-one with my friends like a couple of my friends came over like after my mom passed and just like hung out and you're literally like I don't know why, but there's something in me that just wants to change their fucking mindset and think a different way and just like give people clarity. Like that clarity word is something I've been saying a lot. And it's just like from thinking this, this way and then opening up your brain and thinking a new way. Right. And I I don't know. Here's what I think a a, a portion of it might be. And you you correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like uh, folks like you and I have been able to spend an amount of time with life that people who are kind of doing the day in, day out, nine to five, uh, still kind of trying to maintain relationships. And we both, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm married. I know you have uh, your lady. And like we have things that we're maintaining outside of music, but we get to spend a lot of time with um, self-development, yeah. a lot of time really understanding that voice inside of our head that most folks don't give enough time to even spend with because there's so many things that are distracting. A boss is getting on their head. Uh, yeah, you, you know, gotta get the away demands. from people too. Like you just gotta get the fuck away from people. I feel like that's what I did good is just like in fucking all through high school, whenever I came home from college, college is what actually forced me to be around people. Mm. Like I was playing video games and if I hung out with friends from school, it was on right. fucking FIFA or oh, or, wow. or like called <laughs> Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It wasn't, and I, and I played like a lot of sports. Like I, I told you, I was I've already been to California. Like I think like two or three, probably like it's probably my fourth time for music. Okay, but like I was already here four times for soccer. You know got what I mean? It, and like it. I was in Arizona. I was all over the place. So I was able to kind of have that social experience through soccer and through um, school and through like Xbox and stuff. Right. But I wasn't forced to do that until until college but i think people just there's a lot of people that probably just need to spend time alone yeah that's what that's like one of my biggest advice for people who i see who are just in that mindset for like i just want to buy a house and and get this fucking um if i if i do this for five years i'm gonna get a a what's it called if people get paid more a fucking uh a raise, promotion, promotion. Promotion. We've been so disconnected, we don't even know what that is anymore. What do you guys ask for in that normal world of yours? Raises, okay. <laughs> like Sounds a ra- fancy. A raise or a promotion, and I'm just like, dude, that is just like the. And it's not those things, but it's just like little things like that is what right. what um kind of like give me our little like secrets to tell me like how the, how they're thinking sure and how they think towards like the world and i don't know and that's probably why they gravitate towards you because you give them you give them a the point real of shit view. <laughs> you give them the real shit yeah you give them a point of view that they can't see when you're inside of a bubble yeah and for somebody on the outside of the bubble to to one help them recognize they're in a bubble because when you're in the midst of it, you don't recognize that you're in it but if somebody on the outside of it that says you could do what the fuck you want to do and actually generate income that you'd be comfortable with. Yeah, and it's just like, I, I don't know what it is too, but it's just like, dude, fucking, we're all just sitting on a fucking 
rock in the middle of outer space. Mm-hmm. If you go past that, there's like trillions, f- billions, of gazillions of galaxies. Yeah. We're just floating in space. Like, what the fuck even is this? You <laughs> exactly. know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're just so advanced that I can go into the bathroom right now and turn a fucking knob and water comes out and I can drink it and survive. That's nuts. It's just like, yeah. if you really think about it, like, what the fuck are we? Right. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't do any drugs or anything, but maybe someone should just Somebody right now who's high is like, are you sure about that? <laughs> that sounded pretty trippy to me. No, but I I, I think that you, you, you're tapping into something that I feel like our generation is going to tap in, in a way that uh, those before us couldn't because of the time that we yeah. have to spend. There's so many more self... I, I mean, I don't like the term self-made, but there's so many self-sufficient entrepreneurs that are spending a lot of time um, where they can get passive income while they're sitting on their couch yeah. watching Netflix. And that's a normal thing to be a youth to say that you're a YouTuber now has such a different tinge to it than 10 years ago. Yeah. And it's like, do you make money off of that? Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? I mean but dude, <laughs> still people do you still are catch fucking that? asking me, bro. Yeah. Like I had my friend. I had a friend like DM me like two days ago. Okay. And he was like, so do you make money off of, are, are you still doing music? You still do music, right? Or what? like, or like, I don't know, just like those things where it's like, so you, so every time someone clicks on a video, you get paid like a certain amount, right? And I'm like, right. dude, that is like, it's like, I, it's like you can't even imagine, they don't understand that like, it used to be TV and it was just like these X amount of channels, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, say way back a long time ago, like 50 channels. Mm-hmm. Now you have Instagram, you have YouTube, all these different platforms that have different like characteristics and have different things to them. Sure. Now the TV is whatever people are looking at. Yeah. That's uh, the attention. <laughs> so it's like, I'm just taking a piece of like CBS or I don't even fucking know. I'm taking a piece of a what used to be a TV channel. Right. And now they're watching my channel where I have like a couple million or whatever fucking unique people every few months watching my videos. Mm. And if you think that the fucking AdSense is how I make my income and that's what I rely on, like that's insane. Like there's so many opportunities, not only just with the people watching, but just like, I don't know, there's just so many, when you grow your brand, there's just so many fucking different routes. How do you feel sure. about that with like all the, di- I feel like there's so many different fucking routes they are, man, that and people I, can take. And I think that's, while it's beautiful, I mean, it's beautiful to me and I'm sure it's beautiful to you because you see all the opportunity in it. At the same time, I can see why so many people are overwhelmed and frustrated yeah. and have no clue where to go first. Yeah. Because they'll look around and they're like, okay, maybe I like, look at Gabe. We were talking about Gabe earlier. They'll look at Gabe and say, oh, that's the way to make my band. Okay, let me go get a funnel. And then as they're looking at the funnel, they'll see, see somebody else that's like, hey, have you tried the free model? And then they'll mm. go try something else and they're like, uh, have you thought about sound design? And they go to sound and like, Okay, have you tried? And then they'll get to so many different places before they ultimately realize they're getting pulled away further and further from what they actually wanted to do. Yeah. That's why my biggest message to producers this year is if music is a hobby, you need to claim that. And you need to understand that this is not maybe it's not for you to monetize. Like I heard a lady on a TED talk. I was going through some kind of existential crisis at the end of 2019 um, where I was really just trying to figure out what the hell all of this meant. Yeah. Right. I, I, maybe I was the example I was explaining, but I got to the point where I was like, the hell am I doing? Like, I, I'm not, I don't see myself. I'm 35 now. I don't see myself in 20 years. Rappers and music producers. <laughs> uh, it's Curtis King. Or Curtis. I cannot see that. And, and I saw a TED talk where a lady said, can you imagine doing what you're doing today in 20 years? 
And I started like thinking about the things I was doing, like selling beats. I was like, nah, no, I, I, I making YouTube videos. Hell no. Uh, and I was like, only thing I can see myself doing, cause I have a son, my son is, is getting ready to be two. And in and, and that period of time, he'll be about 22. Yeah. And I'm like, I cannot imagine being here. Son, I'm recording a YouTube video. Could you, could you come back later before we talk about what you want to, I just, it just didn't feel right for me. And so I thought about it and I was like, the one thing I can see myself doing is making music. And so in the midst of that, she said something that resonated with me as well as a, as a rapper out here named Bad Luck that I definitely want to bring on, on the podcast that says something about, it's not always a wise thing to monetize your joy mm-hmm. because you monetize your joy and in the same process of making it a business, you also take away a piece of that joy because mm-hmm. now everything is uh, has to be bargained for. Am I making this beat? Am I spending this time to make this beat because I'm going to put it up for sale? Well, if I do that, I have to make a beat that an artist wants to rap on. Yeah. And it has to be something that artists are looking for because I want to compete in the chart system on beat stars. And you get all these different things that you're negotiating with. It's really easy to get overwhelmed. So to answer your question, I'm at a point now where sound design is making me it's giving me the opportunity to let that be my trade. And I'm not so like clingy as I was about making beats having to be something special because I spent so much time with it. Now making beats is a hobby and I'm making the best music that I've ever made. Yeah. Cause I don't have that pressure anymore for like, well, if I sit here and spend two hours making a beat, it better make some, some money. Yeah. You know, I think that's something that I've always just like, I think I'm just, even when I came to like working jobs, I'm just too ignorant to, like I, I was, I was the worst worker of all time. So when I'm doing, <laughs> what was it? Was it was a job for you? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty random fucking jobs. Like I worked at Quiznos for four years. So yeah, like nothing like that, dude. Like the longest job I had. Well, I worked at I worked at the Y for like a summer camp, but that okay. was that was fun. That was just like three months over the summer. Okay. In between college, I wasn't doing anything anyways. But like other than that, like I worked with my dad doing construction. Mm. I worked. That was fucking brutal. And then I worked. Just like random, like I quit pretty much every fucking job I had. You and I both, and except just, for Quiznos. Yeah, <laughs> and I had a really good internship too, like at, at this place called Boston Scientific. It's probably one of the top five companies in Boston. Right. Like the fucking internship was like $22 an hour, like a paid oh, internship, wow. which I guess is good. I don't know. Yeah, that, I don't I mean, know anything. Yeah, and, and what's going on in the normal world? Can, can anybody out there tell us what's, what's I'm sorry. I didn't I'm know sorry. that until I said it to my friend. <laughs> I was like, is that good? I don't fucking know. And this is, like, time, this is at a time <laughs> where that? I- yeah, this is at a time where I never made anything, any money at all. Okay. And I just, I didn't want to work there at all. Mm. Yeah, I don't get, get I, like the money wasn't even a fucking conversation. Can you remember a specific day or a specific time where that thought came strongly yeah. to you? Yeah. So it was like the first, the first week I was like pretty. Said the first week. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the first like three days probably. But like, obviously like I was just doing it because the kid we were doing this app with like hooked me up with it okay and he was going to start working with us so i didn't want to be like quitting the fucking job that he got me that i was way underqualified for right so um i just i mean i was qualified for it but like i went to fucking umass lowell and Mm. like people that go to bentley (laughs) right 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 (laughs) but you were in that position and you're not in 
you had a moment that was like yeah so like not for me so basically i went there and you're supposed to be like the internships are just doing bullshit random stuff and i went in there and they knew i could make websites yeah so like hey can you redesign the whole fucking company website (laughs) sure i'm here um (laughs) so i so i literally fucking was like doing this stuff on like this random it wasn't even like wordpress or anything it was just like share fucking some some like Microsoft <laughs> web builder. Oh wow. And yeah. um it was it was stupid but like that's what I did for the, my whole time there. Mm-hmm. And it was like the third day or something I was like, "Oh, we should do this and this and that." And then it was basically like, "Oh, we should do that all these awesome creative things so mm-hmm. it'd be easier for people, people to use it." And then she was basically like, well, can you just like put a menu there and that's kind of all we need? You know, it was just like, I was like- Limiting your yeah, your there was no, capabilities. I thought yeah. like they were just giving me the freedom to like make this shit sick. And they were right. like, we just need this simple ass, tedious thing done. And I, I was already like on the fence about it and that just made me, it didn't make me not like it. It made me completely shut off. Right. You know what I'm saying? And like when I shut off, it's over. It's done. Like it's I'm- done. People, like people give me all these fucking compliments like you're giving me like <laughs> such a great worker and all this stuff like yeah. dude i am the worst fucking worker ever it's just that i love doing everything that i'm doing right um and maybe that's the maybe that's what people like me um that's what they aspire to do in what what they're doing and the fact that we may be opposites in that sometimes i work so damn hard yeah it works against me that that's why too like when I'm when I'm vlogging and when I'm filming and everything like that, like if if something doesn't feel authentic, I just don't do it. Yeah. So like m- maybe I've sacrificed views and had videos that don't make sense at the time and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that, but um, I'm not like draining my fucking spirit doing it. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like it took me 35 years to get there. And how old are you? Say you are 27. 20, yeah, it took me 35 years to get there. And I, this is the first year that I can actually say, you know. When I started shooting videos with, with my uh, my boy Ray, he was coming in here and doing behind the beat videos, and bro, my mind was just like, you know, I couldn't I couldn't get into what they call a flow state because you know the prefrontal cortex that's responsible for overthinking and emotion was going fucking bananas when he was filming when he was filming me yeah. because I was like, I was seeing the quality of it and I was like, oh shit, like this is gonna be like official official, um, and on top of that, I'm like, I better not make a bad beat because I'm wasting his time yeah. and then on top of that like I'm going to have all of this crazy quality yeah, to put a shitty ass beat you. like I had all of these thoughts going on and the first few beats that I, we did together were just jank like they were cool but the audience like oh my god they were janky and I knew they were and and they were uninspired and so now it's gotten to a point where um, I think thanks to meditation I think thanks to me having a little bit more patience and on top of that thanks to uh, CBD yeah. um, I've been able to put myself in a place now where I, I just don't think I just go mm. and it's, I've, it's producing dude, I've been great there events now. I, think, I think the first couple times my first few beat making videos I had people like I had my roommate in Florida filming for me okay. and uh, stuff like that <laughs> it's just like a lot of fucking pressure. I happened to make <laughs> making a beat episode one. I happened to make a pretty at the time it was a really good beat for me. Right now it's fucking kind of trash. But <laughs> um, yeah, I've gotten to the point over over time filming and filming, and it's like even if I think that's what's like a, another big question is how do you prevent beat block? I feel like that's mm. what's prevented beat block. Was what, what do you? How would you define beat block? Because every, I think everybody has a different idea 
for what it is. It's almost just like frustration of just like, fuck, like this isn't how I wanted. Or like I had this great fucking idea and it just didn't come out. Sure. Or Or you just start going a different direction with it and you're just like, (laughs) what the fuck is this? But like that's that's why I don't get beat blocked because like say uh, we were filming in here today and I just made a beat or something Mm -hmm. and it was was just my beat and it just wasn't, it was obviously it's not going to be fucking garbage, but it's not going to, it wasn't the greatest thing ever. Right. At the end of the day, I still have a sick video out of it and I have some content. You still have like a product out of it and that's 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 actually what kept me going too with all these videos is mm-hmm. i remember listening to casey neistat talk about it okay it's like he was addicted to doing these and, and he was doing them every day yeah. like crazy it's like for like three or four years yeah at this point, huh? every dude every single day that's he crazy. was editing at night he had a kid and a wife he lived in new york and ran an entire business while oh, doing that i don't know he had a family that's and, crazy and he, he and he was running <laughs> 10 miles a day through new york city every morning <laughs> So right, you got to step it up, man. <laughs> what are we doing, man? Come on, man. So one um, video a week, two videos a week. But like, Come what on, he talked man. about was just like the satisfaction <laughs> he got. Yeah. At the at, he post the next morning, but like every single day, you would have something that you could be like proud of. Mm. So that I didn't have a video finished every day, but right. I had something. It was either the video was going out, it was film mm-hmm. Monday, film Tuesday, edit Wednesday, film Thursday, edit. Right. So like at the end of Monday. At least I filmed an entire video, so you feel like satisfied almost. Right. And the next day I edited it and put it out. So like I was getting all these like pushing out all these great pieces of content on YouTube. Right. Um and like I don't even know, like you didn't have to have it sell or didn't have to have something happen like pressures lifted off. You just had to put it out and if it did good enough numbers, you were like satisfied with it. Yeah, and, and I think that's that's why I suggest to to any kind of content creator, whether it's producer or not you take so much pressure off of that piece of content that you're getting ready to drop when you know you got like 10 in the chamber. Yeah. Ready to load up. Because it's like, if this doesn't do well, so what? Mm. You have 10 other videos that come out that you have no idea what they're going to do. And I think that a lot of folks don't fall in love with the process. And you can tell when they uh, obsess over the results of one video. Like they have a video that you know, go semi-viral for them. Say they're only getting average about 100 views and they get a, a video that has 1,000 and they're like, oh my God, like... Yeah, just fucking put it out and keep going. Don't. I got to figure out how to how to duplicate this. And yeah. it's like, that's not how you got the success. It wasn't through nah. a formula. You just did... You just have to keep going. I think it's like a thing too. Another thing me and Gami were talking about was he brought up this thing out. There was like some study about um, this random college. They had one section of the class take a, take a month. It was like... They had one section of the class take one perfect picture and bring it back by the end of the month. They had an entire month or some shit like that, or like a week. And the other half section of the class, they wanted them to take as many photos as they possibly could for the month. And at the end of the month, the people who took as many photos as they possibly could had better photos than the half of the section that had to take that one perfect photo. Yeah. Because the, the repetition. Yeah. So it's like, it's not going to be perfect. You just have to fucking keep doing it. So, so what it, okay. So playing devil's advocate, and I guess maybe this is, it may or may not be playing devil's advocate. I'm curious now, what is your viewpoint on quantity versus quality? Because I'm sure there's people out there that are going to be like, it's, well, like a, it's wanna, a balance. It's I definitely put out a bunch of stuff is going to be yeah, less it, than what it's I a balance. Do. I realized that when I was doing those, those, those first four videos every, mm-hmm. every single day. Yeah. I was like, this is not, an everyday type of 
thing. I don't know. <laughs> right. Like it's just you not... know what constant is that repeatable and stuff that's like once in a while. Yeah, it just wasn't. I don't know. It just wasn't it. I feel like you know when it's it or when it's not it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like even now, because I have other things in my video and and people are accepting the fact. Like I didn't get a single comment in the past. I don't even know how many videos. Yeah. And like fucking half of them are me making coffee and shit. <laughs> you know what oh, I'm saying? Wow. Like, yeah. and there's beats in there. I always throw beats in there because like that's what I do. You know what I mean? I make beats. Right. I would be doing that anyways. So yeah. I might as well film it and like record my screen and stuff. But um, yeah, I think I think all that shit is just a balance. You have to just have to find the balance because I think I always see people too where they almost do too much. You know what? You know what's another thing too, dude? Is like is is I feel like it's coming back around now. Okay. Where, like two, three, four years ago, things obviously move fast. But mm-hmm. two, three years ago, it was just like just fucking get everything out there possible. Like two years ago. Okay. And it's still that way. Like that shit still works. But like the daily vlog shit, like the Logan Pauls, mm-hmm. the Casey Neistat, Roman Atwood. Two, whenever that was three years ago yeah that was a way like 2016 2015 it was just like 2017 put the fucking shit out yeah as much as possible because it suits every single fucking algorithm people See, want content now because yeah. there's now because they're like my my sister even told me the other day mm-hmm. she was like i was on fucking instagram and, and you kind of scroll through and you're you're kind of done like i feel like because people have been overflowed with content mm-hmm. i think there's like an appreciation again for like the long form videos sure like there's people now on youtube that are posting once a week and they're fucking blowing up yeah you know what i'm saying whereas in i remember in 2017 i've been obsessed with this shit Mm -hmm. 2017 2016 that was like a really big complaint from all these youtubers was like well the fucking casey neistat and roman atwood are just filming every day and putting it out Mm mm-hmm I'm taking two weeks to make this video, but it's not getting the same love from the right, algorithm. Right. But I can see now that those type of videos are getting um, more love. So I think it's just a balance. Like obviously, more content is always going to be always going to be better. Sure. Um, but I don't think you should like really break your quality. Right. But at the beginning too, if if you're fucking not videos aren't good anyways, you might as well do as much as you can. And and I think that people lose the fact that somebody right now who's a super fan of Kyle Beats is going back to those old videos and getting so much inspiration from seeing mm. the quality in comparison to what it is now. Like, there's so much value. There's so much value in, in being able to uh, see the origin <laughs> video. Look, at got my basketball shorts on. He, he over here, Instastorian. Hey! Um, there's so much value in being able to see the origin story. Being able to, you know, it's the same thing I see with Eminem fans is that when they listen to his battle raps that he had way back when, and they can be like the shittiest of quality. It sounds like somebody put a, a thousand RC t- or RC20s on, on a, on a, on a yeah. chain and it's just nothing but tape air in the background. That's still valuable because it's even more valuable because of how inspiring their journey is. That's why you want to be able to just put this stuff out there because I tell you right now, I actually took a lot of video coming up in my early years but not enough i wish i would have did more yeah. video so that i can have content to pull from yeah. and to show people like look how bummy my equipment was at this time and look at how far we've come mm. keep going like there's no reason not to keep going uh, i think it would be extremely valuable to those who were like my core audience yeah i almost wish i filmed more of like the shitty things when i was like going broke and stuff like oh man, just to like show yeah. people and i have some of it like in florida but i was like trying to make it not look as bad at the time right because you know? you're going through it you're not thinking yeah. like 
it's going to be a whole lot better than what this is. I remember I, I, I never forget. I had a flip phone video that I took of we were poor. I was living with my, living with my mom. We were we were it was bad that <laughs> week. It was really bad. And I remember like having to like get over my pride in taking this big ass jar to the supermarket to go to the coin star mm-hmm. just to get like some groceries. Yeah. And and I remember I had a video where I was talking about how stupid it is that the coins make so much damn noise. And I was like, when I make money, I'm going to make a coin star that makes no noise and the change <laughs> goes in really suddenly because that's some bullshit. But I am kind of grateful that I got $60 out of it. Yeah. So, you know, I man, I, I hope one day it ain't like, I wish I had that video, maybe just for myself, one. And two, because those are like real ass stories that yeah. people think you're so far removed because all they have now is the highlight reel that is mm-hmm. that is cow. So, but before we kind of end this up, because this I, I enjoy this, this this conversation, but I want to cook up with you and I want to make sure that we don't drain too much uh, <laughs> energy here because I know myself. Um, you talked about the fact that you do value your privacy and that you do value those golden moments when it's just the music in you. Uh, how does that in turn produce Cal the artist? Mm, like my music? Yeah, you as an artist. And because and, I remember you had mentioned, I think, before you released your first song on when I was on your podcast. Yeah. And um, you were supremely excited. I'm sure you're still excited. I saw like the, uh, it was a sweatpants. Yeah. Uh, that went off. And I mean, at least compared to me, because I don't get views <laughs> like that. That went off. And I'm like, this is dope. Because at the same time, I'm watching you. And I'm also watching, uh, 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 what's, what's a sharp? He, mm-hmm. uh, he, he started putting out. Uh, his music videos and I'm like this is so crazy that that um, everything is aligning but seeing you in that element is so fucking natural like you know you just really? look like you just you're not, the not pro- feel natural <laughs> you, you, you're not see this this is what like makes it awkward is that you see producers who are like this was me producing but now I'm in rapper mode look at my rapper hands yeah. I know how to do what the rappers do that's not you it seems like that was a seamless process yeah. for you I'll, from the outside looking in yeah yeah. I mean I was filming that music video I was like damn I wish I like fucking smoked weed or something <laughs> like I, I didn't know what to do you <laughs> right, know cause right. like I remember when I used to film videos people it was just such a cool thing to have smoke and yeah. just like you could I just didn't know what the fuck to do <laughs> and uh I think too what I realized um, Vanessa my girlfriend was helping me film mm-hmm. like a promo that's gonna go out like tomorrow for I just dropped the song the You Were Wrong song it's pretty good okay. um, it's probably my best song so far I think but we were dropping like a, she was like helping me film something mm-hmm. and I think I think I just was worried too much about the actual camera side of things mm-hmm. like I was worried cause, because I film music videos and you know better yeah I'm like thinking about the <laughs> shot Rather than just like being a fucking artist, yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think too. Like shout out to fucking Cam Meekins and fucking Blaine um, on like the tours and shit. They were like showing me what to do as a fucking DJ. Mm. I didn't. The very first tour, it was like a smaller tour, like two hundred, three hundred people. Like I would go up on the fucking stage with my tiny little DJ thing. Right. I would go up there with my head down and just go. <laughs> And press play. Right. Oh, wow. And then I'd go, and I'd go and switch it to the other song and press play. And like, I didn't know what the fuck to do, but like, the, la- it out. the very last show I did, which is like uh, a few years ago, Mike Studd did another show in Boston okay. and he asked Cam to open and it was like the Par- Paradise Rock Club. It was like a thousand people. Um, 
he's from that area so it was like popping mm-hmm. and like i went up there and it was actually the first show like vanessa's ever seen me done and it was okay. just djing so i was fucking cam would go on but i'd be the first person on the stage with right. me so you kind of have an opportunity <laughs> to like make a presence and i'd go up there for like 15 minutes and just turn the fuck up and just everyone would be That's going dope. crazy and just like so confident with the mic yeah. so like um People sleep on how, not not to, to segue in, in, in your story, but people don't realize the folks that you see hosting shows that you go to are mm. DJing and having to demand uh, the, the audience's attention, the audience's energy. They are learning a very valuable skill set that is going to be uh, extremely vital if they do decide to become an artist. Because so yeah. much of what it requires to be it's so master much of ceremony is MCing. Yeah, it's so much harder <laughs> to get fucking like, dude. That's what I realized too. I was like, if I do this like again, it needs to be Kyle beats. It needs mm. to be no openers, no fucking anything. It just needs to be Kyle beats selling out like five hundred people at least shows, right. or not even five hundred, but just like shows that are sold out venues that are packed the fuck in of course they are there for me and that's it no openers no bullshit because like dude i've done i've done shows like not comfortable with it with like fucking eight people there yeah yeah and you're yeah. yelling in their fucking face to turn up and i was like dude this is not it <laughs> and but you're, you're on the whole fucking tour so you <laughs> right. have to stay you're and you ask yourself if i was on the outside looking up how would I respond to this? Because I've been in situations, even going on tour with Murs. There was there were some yeah. nights where we went on so early, yeah. And he'd yeah. have it by the time he's up, it's all packed. But we get up there. I think it happened in in Washington D.C. We had so much more fun looking at the monuments than at the actual show. Yeah, because <laughs> we got to the show as a dope venue that looked like a Fight Club pit, and we were there and like literally, you know, everybody was within touching distance, and it was like. Yo, man, you know, like we couldn't even talk. Like, you know, people people have different tones where, how we doing out there, you know, Boston? And then it's like, how are you doing, sir? <laughs> you know, how are you doing, ma'am? That's a really nice yellow shirt that you're wearing. It was that. Yeah. So we had to like learn to adjust. But um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think, I think, uh, I think it's well, what I'm saying is like, I think it's just one, like being Kyle Beats the artist is just one of those things that you're not going to be fucking too comfortable with at first. You'll right. just figure out. And, I think I was a good thing was as I was comfortable with the camera being at me because I had the camera fucking pointing at me every day. Sure, like, there's three cameras pointing at us right now. Right, feel, feels great. Feels <laughs> it's fine. Cr- I even I can, it's funny you just said that right now. That's not even a thought that comes <laughs> yeah. to mind. But now so, that I'm conscious of it, so I was comfortable with that. It was more so. <laughs> it was more so me like wanting this to be the best shit ever. Nice. What do I do to make it look like okay. the best shit ever? Um, so like, and and another thing is too. I was I was a, I was I edited it all my videos, all my music videos. Oh, you've edited all the music videos that yeah. you put? That's crazy. So like any any shit that didn't make me look cool was not in there. Yeah, you got it. But <laughs> I think I did pretty, for the sweatpants one, like I think I did pretty good. It was just more like, but the second one, anxiety, a lot of people were calling me out for like putting my hands on my hat and shit. But you just don't know uh, what to do because you mm-hmm. don't, it's almost like you don't know like what, looks good or not and neither do the people who are criticizing you yeah because you put them you put a camera in that's why most of the, i find the people who who the boldest comments oh yeah of course come I mean, that's, from that's the obvious. most anonymous uh, uh accounts and i'm like i have to before i let it even resonate with me when i read some bullshit i'm like switch the roles and put this person here How, would they do any better with it like somebody said I did a video uh, for a song called Steve Jobs and somebody was like, yeah, I saw that. you need to get your drip up, Curtis. I'm like, I'm wearing house shoes 
and a fucking shirt. Like yeah. I, got, I got I got jeans. I'm, I'm like I'm I've, not trying to like. I've turned my fucking brand into just like offset you. <laughs> Nike roaches and sweatpants. Like, is like I don't want to be anything that I wouldn't be if you saw me. Like and I understand the role. Like when you're in, you understand it. When you're in the industry and you've been around folks. This is all part of the package. There is no impromptu. I'm just going to throw on unless you're going between tour stops. You're doing things that are away from the camera. But every appearance is an event in itself. Mm. And it's part of sort of the the rollout of who you are. But uh, most of it is an act. And so when I think about that, I'm like, I don't I can't imagine trying to be somebody else for a three minute music video. And I'm wearing stuff that just looks like I wouldn't wear that in real life. And that's what they want you to do. Yeah. <laughs> I think if you be authentic and just be yourself, like people are going to recognize that and just fuck with it. That's like, I think that's the, you gotta want that. that's part yeah. of the age. Even like I was just randomly thinking like Tyler, Tyler, the creator, like he's kind of fucking weird and just like be is himself. You right. know what I mean? And like people just fuck with him mm-hmm. obviously because he's like, he makes great music and makes just like these crazy videos and right. he's funny and shit. But I think part of it is just like he's himself too, and just like that's I'm how you, that's you how that. you be, that's how you're fucking unique too. Is you're just being yourself, yeah. and at from the day I started filming until now, that was like something that it's almost like you're when you first pick up the camera, mm-hmm. you're almost just like, how do I be myself right. with this fucking camera? <laughs> like I, the thing I want to portray on camera mm-hmm. is if you're with all your fucking homies in here, mm-hmm. but instead of that fucking third person, it's a, it's the camera. It's the angle, yeah. Being in there with you, d- getting all the it. perfect audio and shit. But right. like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think folks lose sight of that because they, they worry so much and that voice comes up in their head that's like, that, is that you being yourself? Your voice never sounded like that. <laughs> who are you trying to be right now? Like I yeah. get people who, who who call me out for the YouTube voice, rappers and music producers. What's going on with yeah. you? And I'm like, I have to catch myself because I realize that has been a part of for finding me, myself. Yeah, for, exactly. For me, that was like, uh, what the fuck did I used to do? I was, I would just say, yo, what is up guys? Welcome <laughs> to the video. That was like my thing. Right, right. And it was almost like, I, I, I thought it was like, oh, this is my thing for YouTube. But I, it was almost just like, that's what initiated the filming. That's what initiated the just like, because I don't think, I don't think like, I mean, some YouTubers put on a fucking persona, but like, I don't think people really put on a persona. It's more so they're just being the best version of themselves sure. for for that video. Right, and that's why right. after we do a video on a podcast, you feel drained because you're putting out all that fucking top high level energy. Yeah, yeah, because you want to present your best self. And I don't think it's necessarily like fake because- I've had videos where I'm just like, I'm not going to, I'm just going to be who, I, how I feel. Right. And then I'm editing this. I'm like, this is like the worst <laughs> video ever. Like, why didn't I just fucking turn it on and just have fun for a little bit? You yeah. Know? All good. But, but we, we, we appreciate you um, dropping as many gems as you did today. Cause I know that there's a lot of folks that look up to you and, and, you know, are able now, like get this man on more podcasts. Don't make no damn sense. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm thankful. I can, I'm the always going to be able po- to say the first, the first podcast, podcast ever. Wow. Was was me sitting awkwardly high, <laughs> uh, having a great conversation. But I appreciate you. I uh, appreciate you being on here, man. Um, please tell the people who uh, are hearing about you for the first time where they can find you, um, and all that good stuff. Uh, if you're listening to this on the podcast, go check out my podcast, Kyle Beats Podcast. Hey. I don't know. Search Kyle Beats <laughs> Instagram. YouTube, we'll throw that in the in the, uh, in, in the data. If, the if notes. you can't if you can't find me, then I'm not doing good enough job, right? <laughs> no, that means I'm not doing my job. Yeah. The whole point is interviewing and highlighting what you do. So we're gonna make sure we put that in the show notes. Go check out my new song too. 
What's you the name of the song one more time? You were wrong. You were wrong. Kyle Beats. Y'all know what to do. Go ahead and look that up on YouTube. Uh, obviously, all of this content is going to become flying out. Just, you know, I, I, I got to get in the habit of continuing to, or to stop saying content and start saying message. That's mm-hmm. something I read in a book. Replace brand with reputation and content with message, and it changes your whole approach and what you're doing. So uh, the message in this one is clear. Uh, independence is the way freedom is the way and uh, I really appreciate you guys listening to another episode of the Curtis King podcast whether you're listening to the audio version uh, make sure that you subscribe and you let your friends know if you're watching the actual video version definitely leave a comment of your favorite quote that Kyle Beach shared you have a lot of gems today but I want you to put in the comments your favorite quote and uh, yeah, man, go follow him up on all the social medias. We appreciate you being here. Um, what are some last words that you want to leave possibly to inspire somebody that is inspired by you? Wow. I've never been put in this position no before. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. You know, just words they'll carry with the rest of their life. But go ahead. <laughs> um, I think just fucking, I don't know. Every time, every time. Just like, I don't fucking know. Just like, do what you really fucking feel. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. cut all the fucking bullshit and, and like, really just fucking put your foot down. I feel like that's a big thing for me. And it's not because I have discipline or anything. It's just because I get so fucking annoyed. Mm-hmm. Like, when I say I'm going to do something and then the time goes by and I'm just like, dude, I said I was going to do this and I, and it didn't happen. It's right. just like, put the foot down, cut that fucking person out of your life go off and do your own thing and just 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 because like dude we're all like like i said like we're all literally just gonna fucking die you yeah, know what i'm saying yeah. like i could walk out right now and get hit by a bus somewhere <laughs> i don't I know where this never, bus I is around live here. that down if a bus comes down <laughs> on this street and it was when i interviewed you i would never live that down but just yeah. put your fucking foot down and just and just like um I don't know. Just, just, just cut those. Just cut that shit out of your life that shouldn't be in your life. Yeah, I love it. Just get that fucking clarity. You know what I mean? Because like, people are people are just like a lot of people go around and just say, "Oh, I should do this," including me sometimes. But like, I think I'm, I think I'm getting pretty good at it. Mm -hmm. But just like, what you really, when you're sitting there by yourself in the shower, what you really feel, what you're really thinking, like, just do that. Yeah, and just. Fucking just do it. Just fucking go fly oh, somewhere. Go cut that. Just fast. tell that person to fuck off. And like, no matter what you do, as long as you don't fucking kill anyone or something. <laughs> we're not saying yeah. We're, 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 let's just be clear. <laughs> do not. <laughs> no, no matter what you do, like over time, it's just it's not going to matter anyways. Like sure. these things that you think fucking matter, like oh this this is so risky. Why is fucking Kyle going to move to California? Or like yeah. why? Just do that big thing that you've been fucking putting off, and then. I don't know. Amazing advice. Amazing advice. Just I went to the next. No, no pressure at all. You took yeah. you, you took it like a champ. It's all good. Well, once again, it's the Curtis King podcast. In this life, you will not be full of life until you decide to live life to its fullest. Thank you for tuning in. That's you good. have a good one. Peace. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. Um, he posted it on his YouTube channel too. If you wanted to go watch it. Uh, as well. Uh, go download Andromeda. It's free. Just go to kylebeads.com as well if you can't spell Andromeda and you don't know how to spell Andromeda or you can't click the link in my bio. Uh, yeah, it's lit. We're out here making beats. I hope you guys enjoyed this pod. It was a good one. Until the next one, see you guys later. Peace.